You're listening to the Patriot Nation Podcast. All right, welcome into the Patriot Nation podcast. It's your boy, Pat Lane, as always, here with my guy, Matt St. Jean. Matt, we're on a new YouTube channel, new Twitch new Twitch stream, but same old podcast uh, with the two of us. We're having some fun over here. Yeah, you know what? It's a new home, but uh, we're still breaking it in a little bit, but it's good to be here. Yep, yeah, we're excited about it. We're excited about it. Got that sweet-ass logo in the uh, in the top, which oh, should be fun. I love you know? it. I love it. Hey, and it's a, it's a great night for this. A great night in Boston sports. Sure is. Yeah. Sure is. Yeah, we just, well, you saw, I heard, the, <laughs> uh, the, the pasta goal in overtime. Celtics are absolutely smoking. Um, who are they even playing tonight? Oh, the Bucks. Milwaukee. Oh, the, Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee. Man, 41 points. Golly, that team. So. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh. Well, I think at the end of the third, Tatum and Brown had seventy points combined. And, yeah. Uh, what do you call it? The, <laughs> the the Bucks had seventy four, so the two of them were almost beating Milwaukee on their own. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. So, uh, Bruins and Celtics with big wins tonight. Red Sox lost opening day, but what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? You know so, what? They made it interesting at least. And after last season, I will take interesting. That's a good point. That's a great point. William, hello. Thanks for coming through. Appreciate you. Uh, and he likes the logo, which we appreciate as well. It's very um, slick. It is. Kind of it is. Yeah, I got to shout out my guy, my guy uh, Matt Bork, making that one. Crushed it. So, um, all right. So today, it's it's almost draft season. I mean, we are we're dark blue gold. There he is. Yup, found us. He found us on Twitch. We couldn't escape. Thanks for coming through, man. Uh, I went on. I went on. I went live on Pat's poll before this, just to remind everyone that we were going through the links in there and whatnot. And uh, of course, he was on there. I already subscribed, first Twitch subscriber. So, uh, so we're happy about that. So appreciate you you coming through uh, as always. Uh, we are going to do. We we are doing our live stream again uh, for the draft, which we talked about already. We do have. We have. Uh, well. We, we're doing a giveaway the night of the draft, which I think is going to be fun. Um, I don't know if – maybe we could save that for next week. You want to save that for next week? Yeah. Are, are we still figuring out the details on that? Kind of. Yeah, I think the okay. details are pretty much ironed out. But let's wait till next week. We'll wait till next week. We'll a little, give, little giveaway going on uh, next we'll have, week uh, for the we'll draft. We'll have a little, a little incentive for you guys to come hang out with us during the draft. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So – and yes, William, Asante – it was the most <laughs> ungrateful guy of all time. He got he got paid so much because he played in New England. He kind of stunk in Philadelphia, if we're being honest. And he just, you know, all he does is talk crap about Belichick. And it's like, all well, right. And it's, just, it's, it's like it, it gets played out at a certain point. Like if you yeah. want to have your opinion, have your opinion. But it kind of loses its legitimacy when it's this much. It's been this long and you won't stop talking about it. If somebody – not everybody enjoys playing in New England. That's okay. Right. It doesn't mean that it's a bad place. It means it's not the best fit for everybody. And Bill Belichick would tell you that. He also left here 16 years ago. I mean, at a certain point, it's like, bro, get over it. Yeah, would you? Like, fun. come on. Yes, assault, a salty. Uh, 
a saute. Yeah. Maybe not a salty doesn't sound great. Right. But, uh, salty Samuel. There we go. I like that one. And yes, Matthew Judon did correct him and said things to James, but I mean, like it's been 16 years since he left. And by the way, as Murph loves to point out, if, you know, if Asante Samuel could catch the Patriots would have finished eight 19 and zero. you know? So, uh, but you know, what are you going to do? So is what it is. Don checking in. Hello, Don. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being here. Appreciate you. Thank you for the congratulations. We're excited. There are a lot of ifs about that game that don't involve Asante Samuel too. I go, Correct. I've gone back and rewatched that Super Bowl too many times. Oh god! Every time, every time you watch, it's just like oh, this time, this time they're gonna make the play. I've never seen the full game again. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. It. Uh, usually, when I do it, it's like one of those nights where I can't sleep, and it's like, oh man, here we go again. <laughs> it's like the, uh, it's like from Fever Pitch where he's like locked in the room and he's and he's just playing the bill buckner play over and over again like it's awesome so and it's a good point dark blue gold every time he says every time he watches 51 he thinks we're gonna lose like it's just see, you see, know i'm the opposite i love my favorite part in some ways of watching super bowl 51 again is watching the falcons score and yeah. watching them build that lead knowing that it all comes right, crumbling right. down oh, it's God. so it's so perfect it really is it really is yeah. so um all right so here's what we're gonna do tonight all right, we are doing dual mock drafts, as you can see by the title. Dueling mock drafts. That means Matt and I will both be drafting at the same time. We'll have two separate mock drafts going. And what we're going to do, just to make it easier, no trades, no trade ups, no trade backs. Uh, we are using PFN because neither of us have subscriptions to PFF, and they've locked everything past the second round on PFF. So. You know, and I don't think I checked earlier. I can't tell if the draft network site, like their mock thing, is up or not. I, I mean, I don't think it is, but you know, and PFN isn't the best mock drafting site, but it's not the worst, but it's not the best either. Um, their rankings are a little bit all over the place. Uh, I'm working on my mock draft 4.0 that's coming out on Monday. A little teaser there for you guys. Um, and one of the guys on it was like ranked, you know, like 65th on PFF and is ranked like. 98th on you know on on pfn and i'm like well i'm drafting him around like the 80s i mean probably not gonna be there but like he might i don't know like i'm going by a new ranking system so i guess i'm gonna draft him so um you know it's one of those things where it's like who do you trust and you just kind of go based off of what's there i guess you know so yep and it's what's funny is we you have all these consensus things and all of that, and we get to draft night and it gets blown out of the water anyway. Right. And by the time you're 15 picks in, you're like, "Whew! I guess I'm I guess I'm re-ranking already." <laughs> well, and that's and that's ultimately what it comes down to, right? Is that nobody really knows what's going to happen, anyways. Um, yeah. So you know, you can go through PFF where you feel like is is the most legitimate, but then again, you're like, well. Some of the guys PFF having their top fifty don't get drafted until I mean, um, on PFF has like their own unique way of grading too. Right, right. Everybody else. And who's I, the uh, who's the DN for the Patriots that uh, that just can't get on the field? Um, from Perkins. uh, from or yeah, or Oklahoma Perkins. He was like a top thirty player on PFF. Yeah, Adams a first before. rounder, and you know he goes in the third round and he still hasn't played for the Patriots. So like, yeah, PFF overvalues productivity at the college level yeah. a little bit, I think. Um, which is fair. I always go by for anybody out there that's been a subscriber to the athletic Dane Brugler puts out the beast yeah. every year, which is that alone is worth a subscription to that site. It's got 
300 something write-ups on draft prospects ranked and it's it's so long and it, if you want to know about the nfl draft that if you want to read one thing on the nfl draft that's it i don't know yeah. when that comes out it should be coming out in the next couple of weeks that's a good point you're, you're yeah. probably right that's a good point all right so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna do Patriots seven rounds and fast, I'm assuming. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, Matt, we're going to start with you. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to do... The... No, wait, no, stop it. <laughs> Hold on, we're still wor still working out the kinks here. Here we go, that, there it is. That's that's what I want. Okay, so I like we're st we'll start with you. Mm -hmm. Pick 14, and then we can do... Maybe I can... Ah, the ticker's going to be too much. It's going to be too much to read. I'm not going to do all that. Um... But I'll do pick 14, I'll update it for you, and then I'll also update it for me, and then we can talk about it. So, at pick 14, Matt, who are you taking at pick 14? And, of course, that's going to depend on who's there, who's available on the board, yeah, right? Is, and, and we can Let me tell you, there, this, right? is a, it, this has it as an interesting draft. Ooh. It has QBs at the first four picks. That is not something you see every day. Yeah, Richardson to Carolina, CJ Stroud to the Texans, and then Tampa trading up to go get Bryce Young at third overall and Levis to the Colts at number four overall. Well, well then, okay. Yeah, it is something. Now, this has Tyree Wilson, defensive end, the edge guy from Texas Tech, still on the board at 14. Yep. I'm not sure if the Patriots would pick him here. For the sake of, I think, realism, I'm not going to take him because I don't right. think there's any chance he's actually there. <laughs> he went number five in mine, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think he's going to be there at 14. Um, I'm going to go, let's see. There's a couple different ways I think you could go with this one. I'm just looking through who's actually on the board at this point before I make my pick. I think I want to go, yeah, Christian Gonzalez went at six to the Lions. He's a guy I would consider here. Oh, yeah. Zay, Zay Flowers is a guy I absolutely love in this spot. I kind of assume the Patriots are going to take him based on some of the other stuff. But let's, I want to go in a different direction here. And I think I want to go with a tackle. Of the tackles left Ooh. on the board, uh, you've got Darnell Wright, Anton Harrison, Dewan Jones as the top three. I think yep. Darnell Wright is clearly clearly the best of those options. He's a big fit for what the Patriots do. He's going to be the pick here at 14. Could argue it's a little high, but I have no issues with it. Love it. I love it. And, and you know, look, there there is some argument as to uh, how good Darnell Wright is going to be. And, you know, but then there are people that you hear that think Darnell Wright is going to be – you know, someone, I forget who it was today, was like, he's going to be a pro bowler in his rookie season. And I was like, yeah. okay, that's that's really strong. That's strong words. But if you feel that strongly about him, Got it. then yeah. you draft him at 1,400%, you know? And exactly. so I don't know if I feel quite that strongly about him. Um, but, again, if you do, then do it, right? So... Uh, it's a solid pick. I mean, at the very least, it's a solid pick. I don't think anyone can really argue with it that much. Maybe you think you could trade back a few picks and yeah. end up with getting Donald right yeah. anyways. Now, of course, for us, that doesn't matter because we don't care about that, right? We're not trading. Well, and it, yeah, and that, this is if the board fell the way it did for me, I'm probably trading back on the Patriots. I will say the other name I considered before you go 
yeah. there's Quentin Johnston there just for doing something a little bit different. Pat's right. visited TCU today. Bill talked with him for a while. His athletic testing numbers are very, very good. Mm. And he fits kind of the athletic mold of what the Patriots seem to like in a wide receiver one. Right. Um, True. I don't I don't necessarily see it. I think he lacks some of the technical refinement you would like to see out of a prospect like that. But he's an athletic freak and he's really good after the catch. And I think he'd be a fit. I, I not the big not the best fit, but I, I wouldn't hate the pick if they go that way. Right. And it's not Nikhil Harry because he can actually run. So, you know, he's, he's got much, much quicker, much better after the catch than Nikhil yeah. Harry. <laughs> So, and ZTAC does say about Darnell Wright that him and Unwin would destroy, which he's true. Oh, on, he's right on the that. right side there. Yeah, that helps. It helps your running game a ton yeah. right off the bat, which they could use. What's Absolutely. your pick, Pat? So, my pick. So, so here's how my draft went Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, then Will Anderson and Anthony Richardson. No one traded. Oh, that's not true. The Texans traded up uh, to get Miles Murphy. And they traded up, obviously, with the Bears. And the Bears ended up with JSN at 12. And Devin Witherspoon, matter of fact, went dropped all the way to 13. And Washington jumped up to scoop him up. Um, so he's a guy that I'm not super high on Witherspoon, but people are high on. Now, Will Levis is still around in this draft. So you would think that the Patriots would probably be moving back. Someone's moving up to get Will Levis in the situation. Obviously, that's not the case here, right? So, um, you know... Some interesting names here, Lucas Van Ness, Joey Porter Jr., Cam Smith. I think Deontay Banks is a guy that I like a lot, um, you know, that uh, that Josh has put me on to. Josh, like, is obsessed with him, and I'm like, oh, Josh loves him, so that's good enough for me. <laughs> um, I'm really tempted here to, to take Van Ness or take Joey Porter Jr., but – I'm going to go with the guy you almost took. Um, and I'm going to go with the hometown kid. There he is. Zay Flowers. Uh, just because, man, Zay, Zay Flowers in this offense, they, Bill O'Brien needs that guy, that quick twitch guy that can get open and do it immediately. And, yeah. and Zay he Flowers is. is that guy. And so I think that, you know, are you jumping a little bit early for him? Maybe. It might be a little bit early for him. I don't care. I, I don't care. And again, the Patriots might trade back and then end up drafting him in the 20s, like whatever the case may be. But if you feel that strongly about it and you know your offense needs it and you know your quarterback needs it, whoever ends up playing quarterback for you, you know, maybe Mac fizzles out after this year and you end up having to go in a different direction. Fine. But then you have Zay Flowers for the next four or five years. I mean, that's great. Yeah. You know, so to me, oh, it's, it's, it's a no brainer for me. And, and again, I think what you did, you kind of can't go wrong with taking a tackle um, as well. I think, I think both of these are positions of need. Um, I yes. will say, and I like, I think Zay Flowers, JSN and Quentin Johnston. Yep. Is it, is it Johnston or Johnson? I believe it's Johnston. Okay. I think all three are scheme fits for the Patriots in slightly different ways. I think all three I could see in New England. JSN yep. and Zay Flowers are the ones who fit what Bill O'Brien likes to do. The best. Yes, exactly. I did a I did a mock draft earlier today. I was warming up for this, doing a little bit of prep. Oh, but I was I was trading around in that one. I traded back from fourteen to twenty four and picked up a second rounder next year, yep. and then traded up from fifty six, which I also got in that back up to thirty three. 
And I got Darnell Wright at 24 and Zay Flowers at 33. That's which would be insane if it happened. That's sexy. That's <laughs> yeah. sexy. So, all right. That So that's what we got there. We're on to pick 46. Matt, you're back on the clock at pick 46. Again, you have Darnell Wright. I have Zay Flowers. We'll run through these uh, at the end, and I guess we can kind of yeah. update kind of as we go. But, uh, but who are you taking over there at 46? Well, we got uh, – let's see what else happened on the board here. We'll see if there's anything of note. Uh, Zay Flowers went at 36 to the Rams in this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Sure, there was a huge run on receivers at the start of the second round. Josh Downs at 34 to the Cardinals. Hyde at 35 to the Colts. Flowers at 36 to the Rams. And then Cedric Tillman at 38 to the Raiders. Oh, wow. So I think I think that's interesting. What it also means, because we I went tackle earlier, there's not a wind receiver here. That I think is is actually worth taking. I don't. I don't think. Let me double check what they got here. Yeah, uh, Rasheed Rice. Maybe you could make the argument. I don't love him. There's some guys down the board who I think are good value for the Patriots. So I'm I'm gonna skip on that for now. Now I mentioned how uh, Darnell Wright is a guy who helps in the running game a ton, and that's an area where they need improvement from last year. They were not particularly efficient. I think you got to double down on that. I think you need to be able to run the ball with this offense that they have. I think they got some weapons who can spread it out. And there's a guy who's going to help with that a lot. We're going Darnell squared. Darnell Washington, the tight end from Georgia. Come on down. It's a phenomenal blocker right away. And an elite athlete who has high upside in the passing game. Got two tight ends right now who can carry the load uh, with with passing the ball. Gasicki and Henry there. And Washington gives you a change of pace tight end who can come in, who can be versatile. He, I think, can be what we thought John New Smith was going to be. And I think he's already, at a minimum, as good <laughs> as John New Smith was last year, probably, and a yeah. better blocker. So I think he's a scheme fit. And, uh, you know, we're going uh, we're going big. We're, going, oh, we're leaning goodness. into the run game here. I love it. I love it. And Darnell Washington is just an absolute monster. He's gone in mine uh, at 38. I just, I love the kid. Um, and you know, not only does he have the blocking pedigree, but he's got the athleticism to be an actual tight end. Right. And he just didn't really do it a lot because of Brock Bowers. Like, you know what I mean? So, and it's gonna, it might take him two, three years to to unlock that, which is okay. He's such a good receipt or such a good blocker that'll get on the field anyway. He'll get the reps and then, yeah, you see, you see what it ends up turning into. And I think the worst case is he's, uh, a, Dwayne Allen type guy, right. but with much more upside after the catch as a receiver. 100%. And, you know, with Gasicki and Hunter Henry already on the team, you don't need him to step in and be that guy right away because he doesn't have to be. You know, so I think that's huge. Um, yep. I think that's huge. I like that pick quite a bit. Uh, Darnell Washington's gone in mine. Jack Campbell also gone in mine. I'm a big fan of Jack Campbell. Emmanuel Forbes, my guy from this year, he's gone. He went uh, went 37. Nolan Smith dropped all the way to 35, um, which is surprising for me. Wow. I just think Nolan Smith is higher than that. PFN's yeah. a little bit lower on him. He's in the mid-20s for them. I don't know why, um, but he is. Dewan Jones went all the way up at 33. I was hoping he would drop down to me, um, mainly because, there's frankly, there's a need at tackle, as we know as you have made very clear. <laughs> um, and I think so corner, there's also a big need as well. I don't love any of the corners at this point. There is a guy I have my eye on. We'll see if he comes back around. 
but I'm going to take the best available tackle on the board, a guy who I like quite a bit, um, and that is Cody Monch from North Dakota State. Kid's an absolute savage. Uh, you know, no front teeth. It's just like, come on. You know, that, that's too much fun. And so, yeah. you know, Cody Monch brings that athleticism. He has that kind of – I feel like he has a little bit of the build that the Patriots like. He's the type of player the Patriots like. And he has room to grow because, you know, he went there as a tight end, put on a ton of weight while he was there. And so he has that athleticism, but he can also move. Uh, he can also block extremely well. I'm sorry. Obviously, he can move. He can also block extremely well too. So um, shoring up the offensive line. And obviously, we're focused a lot on offense here. I'm going to get focused on the defense, but I think that you have such big areas of need. I think wide receiver for me, a little bit of a, a pick that, yeah, okay, at 14, maybe who knows. But to me now, it's like we have to draft a tackle because we need a tackle. If not to start this year, certainly we're going to need at least one to start next year. Yeah, and I also think, I think a lot's been made of the Patriots receiving core. But the guys they have out there right now, at least uh, on the roster, if those are the four that are getting the most playing time, those are guys you can get open if you give the quarterback enough time. Right. They're not going to dominate or anything, but that's it's probably around an average receiving core with that yeah. group, depending on what Tyquan Thornton ends up doing. So mm -hmm. it's an, I think it's a, a need, but um, – I don't know. We'll see. I think Zay Flowers helps a lot. It's a, it's an interesting position. It's one where you can justify a first round pick, and you can justify waiting. And uh, it's all going to be based on how the board falls. I think. Yep. Yeah, I agree. It's a great point. So, all right, on to pick seventy six. Matt, you're back on the clock, sir. I pick am seventy six. And I I got mine lined up here. Um, this is a guy who I I've, I think is a, a really good fit for this team and what they're going to be doing this year, and also fills a need on the defensive side of the ball. And we lost uh, a corner in Jalen Mills because he's going to safety now. Yeah. This is a, a corner group that was under is undersized with the very thin Jack Jones, the very small Marcus Jones, and Miles Bryant getting some reps down there. And I, there's a, a zone corner in this draft who has some size, who can play on the outside, who should be available here, who I like. And that's Julius Brents from Kansas State. He's six foot three, 198 pounds. He's got long arms. He's a very, very athletic corner. And I think he's a high four guy. I think he'll come in. He'll play very well. He'll be a rotational corner right off the bat. And uh, yeah, I, I'm making this pick. I love it. Um, I'm very jealous. I'm very jealous of you uh, because he was the guy that I wanted at 76. He instead went 74 to the Texans. Ooh. Not pleased. Not pleased about that That's development. Brutal. Uh, yeah. Yep. So I was looking at obviously looking at uh, at corner. I was looking at tackle. There are some there are some pretty good tackles on the board still. Um, I have my eye on tight end as well. Um, man. It sucks because this is like that. This is that spot where like I don't love anyone right here. Like I like Joe Tipman a lot, but like he's a backup. You're drafting him to be a backup. You can't draft that guy at 76. You can't draft a backup at 76, right? Like a guy, and not just a backup, a guy that you know is going to be a backup. Yeah, a guy um, with that kind of ceiling. 
And so that's the problem, right? And he might eventually end up being a starter, but for you right now, he's 100% going to be a backup. So um, I wish I could trade back. I wish I could trade back. Dark Blue Gold's told me to trade back. I wish I could, but I can't. This is a, this is a tough spot on that regard. Yes. Yeah, and so that's kind of the hard thing is that when those guys get taken from you, you're like, shoot, what do I do now? Now, J.O. Skinner's on the board. I don't really love him. Sidney Brown, Jordan Battle, they're all decent safeties. I feel like I need to go um, in the secondary here because we need help in the secondary. And so I'm going to take a guy that um, that I think is probably the best, certainly the best corner left, and uh, I think the best secondary player left. And that's Kai. That's Kai Blue Kelly. Uh, oh yeah, Kai like, Blue Kelly. I like that pick a lot. Yeah, and so you know, again, a little bit more of a physical corner, bigger guy um, can kind of do what the Patriots want, uh, which I think is good, right? Six one, one eighty five. Like that's it's kind of what you're looking for. He's not an amazing athlete, but he's a good enough athlete, and he can play that bump and run the Patriots like to play. So. Um, so that's going to be my pick at 76. Yeah, I love that a lot. I think he's uh, a great fit in New England. And honestly, getting him at that point in the draft, you got to feel good about that. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. So we are at 107. And you're back on the clock, Matt. And yeah, I'm, I am loving the way the board is falling for me right now. So I got another guy I have had my eye on here available. Uh, just to refresh my picks, we got the offensive tackle, Darnell Wright, the tight end, Darnell Washington, and the cornerback, Julius Brents. Went defense last time. I'm going right back to the offensive side of the ball. And I'm going for the wide receiver from Ole Miss, Jonathan Mingo. Oh, yes. For anybody who's watched him play, he's uh, a little rough around the edges as a, a player still has some work to do refining his route tree but he has freak athletic traits he's got an athletic score right up there with a quentin johnson mm-hmm. and he come i mean he's he is aj brown light when you watch him in that old miss uniform he's a yeah. really really good blocker he's the type of guy who's going to get on the field right away because he's a blocker Basically, copy and paste all the things I said about Darnell Washington. You could say him here. <laughs> and he gives you a little bit of extra size in the receiving room. He's good after the catch still. And um, I think with Devontae Parker's contract up after this season, he gives you a guy who you can develop to fill into that role and build a little chemistry with Mac. So if you want to take a high upside swing on a receiver if this, around this point in the draft, it's it's Mingo for sure. Love it. I love it. It's a great pick. Um, and again, you want playmakers. Mingo's a playmaker. He's a playmaker. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. Um, so Jonathan Mingo, I like it. All right. So I'm on the clock. I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna go back to the offensive side of the football as well. I myself don't like how my draft board is falling quite as much as you like how your draft board is falling. Um, you know, the last few picks, actually, the last few picks aren't really great. Tanner McKee, Zach Pickens, Darius Rush, Chris Smith, who I think is good. Um, I don't really love any of these. Owen Popo, I like. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm pronouncing his name wrong, but it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but he's like just too small. Like the P- Patriots don't employ linebackers like that. He's too small. Um, yeah. So I don't love those guys. Kendra Miller from TCU just went uh, at 95. Because they so were that, working with him today, mm-hmm. right? They were yeah. working with him today at TCU. So, uh, I am, I'm in the, I'm, 
Pat's in the bad timeline. I am. I am in the in the bad timeline, unfortunately. Um, but uh, I'm going back to the offensive side of the ball, side of the ball, as you are as well. Uh, but I'm going back to the offensive line, actually. And at pick 106, I'm taking roll tide Tyler Steen. Um, oh yes. And so I like Steen for a lot of different reasons. One of the things I like about Steen is that he's shown a really good ability to play left tackle. He was good at Alabama at left tackle this past year. He was really good at the senior bowl this year at left tackle, but he's also shown position flexibility to be able to play inside as well. So he's a guy that might be able to do a little bit of both. His arms are a little bit shorter than you might like, but at 107, I'm okay taking a chance on a guy that could be a high-end tackle, but then might not fit that tackle role, but then will be a guy that will be a um, a higher-end um, uh, guard for you, which I think is good. You know, And I know they have two good guards right now. I get that. But like, in case on when who leaves, in case something happens, in case injuries happen, it's you always need, nice yeah. to have another guy. What's yeah. what was the issue with this team last year? For I mean, they had four four good offensive linemen the right. way they played, and then after that, they had nothing. So being yep. able to make that six, seven, good eight good offensive linemen, you just yeah. you it's an it's an insurance policy exactly. on what you're able to do. Exactly. All right, you are up, and it is pick one seventeen. Uh, pick one seventeen. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going back and forth between a couple players here. I got to see when the next pick is. All right, so one seventeen to one thirty-five. That's yes. the gap here. Yep. So Tyler Steen is still here on my board. Mm. I don't feel like I need him. Darius Rush is still here. I don't think I need a corner. There are a couple centers here: Ricky Stromberg from Arkansas, John Gaines from UCLA, and Oliwa Moody. I think is how you say it from Michigan. Yes. Yep. Oh, that's Alu Watimi. That's what it is. Okay. I I'm not sure it. how much of a scheme fit those guys are. What what stands out to me here is a pair of guys that they have been linked to in the pre-draft process. Jacqueline Roy, defensive tackle at a LSU, who they just met with, mm-hmm. who I think has upside as a pass rusher. It's kind of a high energy guy on that defensive line, and then Muhammad D. Diabate, yep, from Utah linebacker who they was at the Shrine Bowl. Shrine Bowl, yeah, yep, yeah, who they liked a lot there, from what I heard. I think um, I, defensive tackle, I think is sneaky. I need for this team when you look at the state of it right now. Uh, they don't necessarily need a starter; they need rotational guys. I like Roy, but that that Shrine Bowl connection there with the linebacker from Utah, Diabate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go that way on this one and uh, add, add a little help to the linebacking core. I love it. I love it. What's so funny is that I'm looking at my draft board and Diabate's on my draft board as well, and I was kind of like, I might take Diabate. And then when you're <laughs> talking about it, you're like, oh, maybe I'll take the D tackle. I'm like, well, if he takes the D tackle, I'll take Diabate. But if he doesn't and takes Diabate, then I'll take someone else. Um, I love it. I love it. He's a little bit undersized again, six four, like two twenty five. A little bit smaller, but he's got the speed. He's got the athleticism, and and they've been looking for that spot. I just feel yeah. like that, like they've been looking for that linebacker that can play linebacker and play the run, but also has the ability to run sideline to sideline. They don't have anyone like that. 
and he's an instant upgrade to your special teams too. Hundred percent, where they need it <laughs> based on what yep. we've seen, and it's. I don't, I, I'm. I'd be curious to see where he'd fit on the roster right now, because they have a lot of bodies at linebacker. I just don't know how how many of them I actually trust to do. Well, anything. that's the thing, right? That's the thing is you just don't. How do you feel about any of those guys like actually playing? You know, and Diabody yeah. may not be ready to play this year either. But I just I don't know if I can trust any of those guys. Um, is, is McGrone like still gone. around, or did he? He's gone. He's he plays gone, for the Colts right? now. That's so. True. Yeah. Yep. So the dream is over, unfortunately, with with him. Uh, all right. So you, your pick has made up my mind. Uh, I'm I am going defense, um, but I'm going with a guy who I have mocked to the Patriots before, who I like, who I think can play that deep safety role that they are missing. I have, um, a, I have an idea on who you're going with here. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It is Ronnie Hickman from That's the not- Ohio State University. That is not who I thought you were going to say, but I like the pick. <laughs> I'm in. I like Hickman a lot. Um, I just think he's, I, again, I think he can play that deep safety role. He's a pretty good tackler, smart player back there, has a lot of experience playing. Um, that's exactly the type of guy that the Patriots want um, back in that role. So so I'm excited about that pick. Yeah, I like that a lot. All right, sir, you're on the clock at 135, and I got to say – just looked at my draft board. I'm pretty happy because the guy I wanted to drop dropped, which is nice. Ooh, that's a nice, that's a nice, interesting little tease there. <laughs> I like that. I have I have a couple names on the board. I'm just I'm checking uh, uh, Dane Brugler's board here. I just want to see how he has a couple of these guys ranked before I oh, actually yeah. make my pick. Yeah, got you. Yeah, give me one sec here. Okay, he has not. He has neither of these guys in the top 100, so it's all me. I'm going to show a little bit of bias here and go for the Michigan guy. Oh, yes. I'm taking that center, Oluwatimi. Okay, they did a good job with Onwenu coming out. The Patriots yes. could use a center of the future and some interior depth. We're going to take him, Olusagun Oluwatimi. I definitely butchered that, but we're, we're shoring up the interior offensive line. You know what's funny is that in my I had to scroll up because in my draft he went 105. Wow. So uh according to PFN, you crushed it. <laughs> so you know. I got a nice I got a favorable draft board over here. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. So a little center action and again. I just think, and this is where that Tyra Steen pick came into play for me. It's kind of that same thing. You need depth along the offensive line. That It's so incredibly important to have depth, um, and he gives you that depth. He can he plays center, but he can play – he also can play a little bit of guard. Can he not? Has he played guard in the past? I Maybe I'm wrong about that. Top of my head. I thought he had, but I might be wrong. It might, I might be thinking about someone else, but um, either way. But either way, even if it's just center – David Andrews is is coming towards the end of his career, right? And so you drafted Cody Rossi last year, great. But like, if you can get a real competent starter at this point in the draft in the fourth round, you know, last pick in the fourth round, I don't hate it. Um, I don't hate it at all. So, yeah, I'm, I don't. I think he's just been. A yeah, maybe you're right. And so, and and so maybe he is limited there. Um, but you know, but if he's good enough. Then maybe it doesn't matter, right? Oh, he played. He played one game at guard because he had a hand injury, but that's it. 
Got it. Okay. Couldn't snap the ball. He won the Remington for the nation's top center last year in Michigan. And he played at Virginia, too, where he was. uh, He was as center as well. Yeah. He he, he went to the Air Force Academy first, actually. Interesting. (laughs) Air Force to Virginia to Michigan. Yeah, it's funny to see stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, my pick at 135 was the guy I wanted to be there. He lasted all the way. I'm excited about it. It's my guy, Luke Shoemaker. Uh, Shoemaker just, he's a beast, man. He's a beast. And he's hes similar to Washington. Not as good as Washington is. But he's similar to Darnell Washington in the fact that he's a fantastic blocker. Um, and so you have a guy that you can stick on the end that is your Y, that is your y tight end in line. And you can say, we're going to run the ball down their throat. Let's run it. Okay, cool. I can do that, sir. Right? But then you also get a red zone target. You have a guy that has a little bit better athleticism than I think people give him credit for. He's not an athletic freak like Darnell Washington is, but I think he has better athleticism than people give him credit for. Um, And so I think Shoemaker would be a great fit. And I also think the Patriots are very interested in Shoemaker. I think that they like him a lot, um, that they would gladly bring him in uh, to, to play for the Patriots this year. So we'll see. But... That's my pick, yeah. Yeah, 135. Yeah, I agree. I think – and he is one of those um, – because I got Darnell Washington there in the second round. If he's not there, then I'm looking at looking at Schoolmaker right. later on in the draft. Yep, exactly. Yeah. All right, sir. Back on the clock here for you at 184. Let's do this. That's a big gap, man. I, yeah, you got to assume that Belichick is probably going to make a trade at some point because he hates that 50 – that's a 50 pick gap. Like that's a huge yeah. gap. Yeah. Um, and so you got to think he's mm-hmm. probably going to make a move, but you know, I think, um, I think you should go first here on this pick. You want me to go first? My picks 184 and 187 are tied together. I want to make them back to back. Oh, all right. Well then I will allow you to do that, sir. Okay. I will allow you to do that. Um, Ooh, man. I'm just kind of looking, I'm looking around here and I, I like what I'm seeing. I like what I'm seeing. Some of these players, am I gonna do it? I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do it. I think I'm gonna do it. You're gonna do it. You should do I it. Am. definitely. Do I am it. gonna do it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna take another corner here. Take another corner, and I'm gonna go with Terrell Smith, the corner from Minnesota. Th- this guy, bro, there's like he's like no one's ever heard of him before. His height and weight are TBD on PFN. I like can't find him in the NFL like combine stuff. It's like doesn't exist. But then you look him up and he's like the kid's an athletic freak and he's a big kid. And he's like six one, uh close to two hundred pounds, maybe two oh five. Physical player from Minnesota. Um, I like him a lot. He's a guy that that I feel I just feel like nobody's heard of the kid. Um, and so he's kind of like this like undiscovered gem. <laughs> <laughs> of mine um, that that I like that you know might be in the mock draft on Monday just might be there Ooh, on Monday on the in the mock draft so he's in that uh, yes Terrell Smith that's my that's my pick there at uh, one eighty four well I got some film to watch I'll tell you that much because I gotta go I gotta go check that kid out <laughs> all right my Patriots here have a string of picks which I don't think they make all of these when we actually get to the draft, but they have 184, 187, and 192, and we're yes. down. This is this is the sixth round at this point. Yeah. This is the sixth, yeah. Yep. Are you ready for this? I am ready. I'm going to blow your mind here, Pat. Oh, boy. 
Pick 184. Let's do it. Let's let's Pick hear it. 184. The New England Patriots select Jake Moody, kicker oh, yes. out of Michigan. Yes. And then at pick 187, the New England Patriots select Michael Turk, hunter, <laughs> Oklahoma. I love it. We're, we're fixing the special teams all at it. once. That's so good. No, no more field position issues in 2023. Yes. No more kickoffs short of the end zone. We're kicking field goals from beyond 50 yards again. We're opening all of that back up, which is going to make life so much easier for everybody else. And hopefully get your kicker and punter for the next five to eight years, maybe with that, that pairing, maybe longer. And you don't have to think about it. And you Love have this it. many picks on day three. You double up there. You fix your special teams. You fix one third of the game all at once. And you just call it a day. That's perfect. I love love it. Love it. Uh, Jake Moody is the number the number one the number one kicker, and I think Turk is the number one punter. And so and they were both at the Shrine Bowl. That's very correct. So Patriots to get got to meet with got, got to meet with and work with both of them. Exactly. Yep. And to get uh, to get one of those guys, and no, Dark Blue Gold, he does not have any dodgy tattoos. Uh, not that so... I know of. That might be disqualifying. <laughs> not that I've heard. At least we'll see what happens. I think there's actually footage of him kicking though. So. You know, that's one of those things that, you know, it's a step in the right direction. Although my guy I just drafted, there's no video of him anywhere either. So we'll see what happens. (laughs) Uh, Although it seems like it's a perfect Patriots guy, right? No one's ever even heard of the guy. So, um, so we shall see. Okay. So I'm back on the clock here. I'm at 187. I am on the fence about a few different players. uh, But ultimately, well, really? Okay. So ultimately, I'm going to do kind of what you did here um, and go for some depth on the defensive line. I'm going to go with a guy who was at the Shrine Bowl that balled out at the Shrine Bowl. um, And the Patriots got a really good look at, and that is Dante Stills is the guy I'm going with out of West Virginia. Again, you know, give him some push on the inside uh, defensive line. As you said, I think you put it perfectly there with the defensive line. The D-line is not a huge priority, but it's a big enough priority, and you also you need the depth. And I think that that's really that's the key here. You're not drafting a guy early, but you are drafting a guy um, that you know is that could be a rotational player for you at some point. And Stills, I think, kind of fits the bill there. And at this point, like you're looking for guys who have something they can do well enough to get them onto the roster. Right. I think he he probably fights with Sam Roberts for last yep. spot on the roster type of thing. And what right. they do on the field goal block unit and on special teams is going to help them. Exactly. And being able to rush the passer is going to get them into some of those pass rush units. Um, yeah, I like him. I got a I got a buddy that went to West Virginia, and I have seen. So many clips of Dante Stills from him dating back to last <laughs> draft cycle. So uh, I'll have to send this to he's going to be thrilled to hear there you that. Go. Say, that there you go. He's going to be ecstatic. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, so you are back up. We got three picks left. We got three okay. picks left. Uh, we're at 192. We have 192. We have 210. And we have 245. So who are you taking at 192? Well, this is just so deep into the draft now right where it's just like you are throwing darts that's correct there you are throwing darts <laughs> let me let me look at some of the dart throws available here there's some options 
Uh, one, there, there's two names that stand out to me here. I think Ronnie Bell, the wide receiver from Michigan, is interesting. Mm-hmm. He has a high floor. I don't know how high his ceiling is. I'm not sure if he would even make the roster, although we've seen the Patriots take Michigan receivers at this point in the draft before. Sure. Shout out right. Jeremy Gallon. Oh, all, all, was he five, five, eight and three quarters or something yeah, not like ideal. that? Not ideal. Dude, it's small. Dorian Thompson Robinson is here, which I think would be a very interesting pick to make, given that they also got their hands on him at the Shrine Bowl. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, especially in the sixth. I don't know if they go that way, though. Let me just double check who else I've taken before I make a pick. I think it confused. All right. Yeah, we're going to I'm gonna slide down a little bit. We're going to go for the safety out of Cincinnati, Javon Hicks. Okay. He's a guy who I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of. I think he's a guy who can help you as a special teamer right away. And I think fits some of the other stuff they like at safety. Um, I like yeah. it. We'll, yeah, we'll take Javon Hicks. Well, and at this point, right, at this point in the draft, like you said, it's almost like there are guys that we like, but yeah. we're not like, oh, I love this guy. It's kind of like, you know, we're just throwing darts and just seeing what sticks, right? So uh, Javon Hicks, I like it. Good, solid pick uh, right there at the safety spot. I am going to go back to the offensive side of the football. Um, and let's have some, let's have some fun with it, right? Let's have some fun with it. Let's take an absolutely ridiculous pick here, um, that I think could be fun and could work out for the Patriots as well. Uh, and let's take Dion Lewis 2.0 with Deuce Vaughn, uh, man, five, six, like no one can even see this man. Okay. Um, you know, and you need that kind of the ability that he has after the catch. He's mm-hmm. a good receiver and he's got that shiftiness. He's quick as hell. Uh, he better be at five, six. And so, you know, <laughs> but I think, but I think it's a long shot, but it's one of those things where you got a few spots at running back, but you don't really have that guy, right. That can catch the ball to the backfield. That's electric out of the backfield. And maybe it's him. Maybe it isn't, but but maybe it's him and he ends up in the practice squad for the year or IR or whatever the case may be and and um, and ends up being that guy uh, towards the end of the year. So Deuce Vaughn is my pick at 192. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I don't think he's – is he still here for me? I'm not even sure if he is. He was up a little bit higher. He was like 185 or 160 yeah. or something like that. So The only guy who starts with the one – that's left for me is uh, Noah Ruggles, kicker from Ohio State. Uh, by the so Noah Ruggles, man, listen, if you're not a college football fan, you don't know no Noah Ruggles is probably, but like people, I mean, I just feel like very unfairly have piled on him. I mean, obviously he missed that kick horrendously in in the national championship game, obviously, yeah. but he also did win the Peach Bowl last year. Right with a with a last second field goal, so like it's not as though he is a nobody. He's he's the um, the most accurate kicker in the history of Ohio State's football, right? So like, I don't know. He's not terrible, but yeah, I mean, the last the last image you have of him is him missing that fifty yard field goal and not missing it, S- like sending he, us into the new year. Too, I could have timing was I could have kicked it. Like that. I mean, you could have put Closer. me out there, and it would have been like that, you know. So yeah, yeah, that was not not great. I and he was that happened like right as the clock counted. That's right too on New yeah. Year's. And let me tell you, as a Michigan fan, <laughs> after the way that first game went, I cheered so loud for. Oh, I'm sure you did. That ball game. That oh was man, that's great. Uh, 
I got my pick here at two right. ten, and this is what I'm and I'm just going based on name. I mean, not not entirely based on name. I do know his profile, but the name is a significant part here. Linebacker out of Arkansas. Do you know who I'm picking? No, I don't. Who are you, Mister Mister Bumper Pool? Oh, Bumper Pool. <laughs> yes, yes. Someone was someone tweeted about him yesterday. Um, or, or two days ago or whatever. And he's like special teams ace. Just a guy that, you know, a guy that you want on the football team. So I like that pick a lot. What the you hell, got, you know? You got two linebackers that should help you out there. And hopefully Mac Wilson is somebody we never have to think about again. And oh, break one McMillan slides down the depth chart a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah. It just, yeah. Well, and it's, here's the thing. Once you get to this point in the draft, I recognize the offense and the defense probably have some needs. You're not getting a guy who's a difference maker in either aspect there. So you just want solid football players. Well, that's, that's what I'm, I'm trying to go for on day three here. It's just guys who can do something, guys who can make an impact on the certain special teams and help you win games that way. If your defense isn't going to be, if your defense is going to be good, but not great, the extra five or ten yards of field position you get from special teams matters a ton. That's a whole 100%. first down of difference that you yep. could be achieving from special teams. If you can make that happen, it just takes a little bit of edge off. And it means yeah. your offense gets the ball back in a better position. And right. this offense is going to need that. So bumper pool it is. I like it. I like it. You know, let's let's get nuts. Let's get a little nuts, you know? Let's do it. So and you can't tell me here in the announcer go and bumper pool flies in to make the tackle. Isn't it? It'd be so much fun, dude. But schooler yeah. between schooler and bumper pool, like, come on, dude. That's just, <laughs> that's good stuff. You know what I mean? That's good stuff. So schooler and pooler. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh man. Um. All right. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do this as well. Um. All right. I'm gonna go back to the defensive line. This guy's listed as a D tackle. I feel like he's more of an edge than he is a D tackle. A 3-4 edge, I should say. Not not a prototypical edge, but a 3-4 edge. I'm surprised he's actually rated so low on PFN's draft board, but nevertheless, here he is at 210. I'm going to go with Carl Brooks out of Bowling Green. Um, again, Carl Brooks is a guy that – I am high on him. I am. Um, but he's – there's there's something there, man. I really do there believe is. that there's something there. And so, and again, at this late in the draft, it's like, what the hell? I think he's going to be gone way before 210 because I think there's enough that you can see that's there that you think like, all right, I, we'll take a shot on him. You know, not in the third, fourth round, but I think somewhere in that fifth round, maybe early sixth round, I think is is where he ends up going and not, not as late as 210. Um, I, I think, you know, in that 180-ish range somewhere around there, I think is kind of where I'm expecting him to go. So the fact he's here at 210, uh, I'm jumping all over it. I like that. Yeah, he was somebody I was hoping was still going to be here for me. So, yeah, uh, I'm a I'm a fan. I'm still, I'm still working through some of these options right here. Just trying to see what I actually end up liking. Last pick. Last pick in the draft. I know. I mean, for us at least. Yeah. I take a defensive tackle yet? No. All right, we're going. We're going Byron Young from Alabama. Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Defensive tackle with a profile that Bill's going to know quite a bit about from that Alabama connection, and uh, yeah, help him out that way. Adds the rotation and uh, end the draft with that. 
I like it. I like that. Uh, Brian Young. Don't get out of here with your... Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Comments about... Hi, I would like to offer you a promotion. I always I always jump back to... Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen... Um, Garden State, but Garden State, he like comes back, it, whatever. It's a, I'm not going to explain the whole story to you, but it's a kid that he hasn't seen in a long time. And he just like comes up to him and like this, um, this like Home Depot type store where the mm-hmm. kid obviously works. And he walks up to him and he's like trying to sell him on some pyramid scheme. And he's like, Hi, would you like to make some money for your family? Do you want, and he's like just talking in like this robotic tone. I'm like, oh my God, dude. Like that every time I see someone post something like that, I'm like, bro, this is like, that's <laughs> all I think about is this like robotic tone of just like, you know. So, anyways. See what, well, the visual I got, have you, I'm assuming you've seen Airplane. Oh, yeah. The scene when he walks into the airport and he's fighting off all the people trying to give him pamphlets. <laughs> so it feels like fending off those comments sometimes. It does. It does. It does feel that way. Yeah. So, um, Oh, I was going to do it, but he's not there. No, I was going to take Max Duggan, but he's not there. Um, just because why the hell not, you know? Yeah. Uh, last pick, last pick in the draft here. What am I going to do? Who am I going to take? I don't like any of these guys. Screw them <laughs> all. You know, no, I, you know, I'm I'm just not high on a ton of these. Like, I mean, they're late guys, obviously. Those are their seventh round picks, but there's not like, there's not someone like the De, um, Devonsha Maxwell is a guy from Chattanooga. Who like I know some guys in the in the in the Scotia Slack channel are high on him, you know, and so maybe he ends up. But I've already taken two, you know, two defensive linemen. I'm taking another one of those, right? So then it becomes a question of like, what do I want to take? Do I want to take? A, I mean, Jake Moody's still on the board. Could take a kicker. Could do that. Um, and I think I actually might because my other pick is going to be like Jada Kiss Bonds or something like that. Literally just for his name. I mean, you said Bumper Pool for his name. Literally Jada Kiss is just. I'm just taking Jada Kiss for his name. Uh, and I'm not doing that. So, so I'm going to go Jake Moody with my last pick. He might not be there at this point in the actual draft, but you never know. I suppose. I mean, you know, who who knows where they where they end up taking uh, where the kickers end up going. But uh, mm-hmm. that's what I got. That's my uh, that's my draft. So you want to want to recap yours, and then I'll recap mine, and we'll go from there. Yeah. So I got first round Darnell Wright tackle out of Tennessee, second round Darnell Washington tight end out of Georgia, third round corner Julius Brents out of I believe that's Kansas State. Yep, K State. Um, yeah, shout out to uh, Marquise Noel by the way from Kansas State, that their man. guard. Did you see the tweet that Chad Johnson slash Chad Ojosinko put out about him? No, it's watching the. Watching the Elite Eight game, which I was at, by the way, the Kansas State FAU it was a hell of a game. So, and he goes, "So Marquise Noel is the number one overall pick, right?" <laughs> <laughs> that kid played. His, that kid was unbelievable, just absolutely incredible. So I mean, to have nineteen, so to have nineteen, um, to have nineteen assists the, the game before, and then to have to go out and score thirty points the next game is is incredible. It's incredible. So much fun. Yeah, so much fun. And we're going to have a – I'm so excited for the Final Four this weekend. It's going to be a lot. Men's and women's. Yeah, it's Both gonna be are going to be amazing. I, I don't know how – Caitlin is, Clark – Is anyone going to be Caitlin Clark? I mean, she, I feel like she wins by herself. She's unbelievable. She's the, uh, she might be the best player in the men's or women's tournaments. Yeah, she's incredible. This weekend. What a 40-point triple-double. Like, that's just stupid. Yeah. The women's games Friday night might outdraw the men's games on Saturday. Yeah. 
because it's it's Caitlin Clark against South Carolina, then LSU is in the late game, and LSU has been unbelievable yeah. this year. Versus, I don't know if uh, FAU San Diego State is going to be a big draw. It should be because both the teams are really good. They don't have that name. Right no, they don't. They do not at all. No. So yeah. Sorry, we went way off topic there. You know, we did. I'm a college Julius Brent's from I mean, it's, it's his fault. Yes. We'll blame him. <laughs> uh, then we're going uh, fourth round, three picks in the fourth. Jonathan Mingo, receiver out of Ole Miss. Muhammad Diabate out of Utah, linebacker. And Elusigan Oluwatimi, center out of Michigan. Sixth round. Is this four picks in the sixth? Yeah. Jake Moody, kicker out of Michigan. Michael Turk, punter out of Oklahoma. Javon Hicks, safety out of Cincy. And Bumper Pool, linebacker out of Arkansas. And we end in the seventh with Byron Young, defensive tackle. Out of Alabama. Love it. But I, I just think it's a it's a very well rounded team. It's a team that looks like a team the Patriots would draft, right? Looks like a yeah. like a what, team. Looks like a class that the Patriots would draft. Um, and so I like it a lot. I uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of your of your picks there, sir. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, for me, starting out at number fourteen, I went Zay Flowers, wide receiver from BC. At 46, Cody Mauch, uh, offensive tackle from North Dakota State. At 76, Caillou Blue Kelly, cornerback from Stanford. And then uh, 107, Tyler Steen, offensive tackle from Alabama. 117, Ronnie Hickman, safety from the Ohio State University. I know you're a Michigan guy, so I got to keep saying that every time. Uh, oh, and yeah. then 135, Luke Shoemaker from Michigan. How about that? Ohio there State, we Michigan, go. back-to-back. That school up north. <laughs> uh, 184, Terrell Smith, corner from Minnesota. 187, Dante Stills, D-tackle from West Virginia. 192, Deuce Vaughn, running back, K-State again. It's Kansas State again. Uh, 210, Carl Brooks, D-tackle from Bowling Green. And I really think he's an edge. They list him as a D-tackle. I think he's more of an edge, but either way. Um, and then two. I like that pick a lot right there. Yeah. And then 245, Jake Moody from Michigan as well, getting that kicker to round up the draft. So I think we did pretty good. I think we did pretty good here, you know? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. You guys should, uh, if you're listening, you should tweet. Maybe we can put up a poll. Ooh. You guys can pick which draft you like better. Maybe we can set that I like up. that. I like that. We'll, we'll tweet out a poll, and then we'll put together like a little um, – not like a graphic graphic because, I mean, we're not like – I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But maybe – I don't know. Maybe you can figure that out. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll provide you with our teams as well so you're not just randomly voting for who you like better. You know what I mean? Yes. So yes. Um, that wouldn't be fair to Matt, you know. So – but uh, – <laughs> so – but anyways. But – so that was fun. That was fun. And it won't be the last. I think I think we're having John on next week. Uh, we might do a mock draft um, with him, just a, like a one-person mock draft. Um, yeah. So Honest, – Honestly, we could – between now and the draft, we could do a mock draft every single week. We really could. Just to – Yeah, we could. Just a quick one. To explore some of the options. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think too – and this is one of the things. So, like, um, as I said, I'm working on the mock draft 4.0. I have made a commitment – to have a dip to never draft the same player twice in a mock draft. Um, yeah. And the reason why is because it's not just for me and, and realistically, but like for the fans that are, that are reading it, right. It's like, 
the whole point is that you get introduced to these later round guys that you don't hear about. The media is not talking about them. You know, unless you're doing deep dives on your own or unless you're doing a million mock drafts, you don't know these guys' names, right? So, like, you know, to me, it's like that's what I'm kind of doing is, like, of course, early rounds, it's, like, fun to, like, move pieces around and trade this guy and trade that guy and trade for Jerry Judy and trade for Lamar Jackson, do all that crazy stuff, right? But it's like, to me, I feel like the mock drafts are really kind of those late round guys that people just haven't heard about, right? And so you can sit there and, yeah. and talk about it. You can watch a little bit of film with that guy. And you're like, oh, that guy looks interesting. I'm going to go watch this or I'm going to go pay attention to that or, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And I can just about guarantee that uh, we might get one of the picks on day three, right? And possible two of them are going to be guys that we have never even mentioned their names mm -hmm. because that's how this ends up working. Hundred percent, and that's that's almost always how it works, you know. That's the other part of it too. Yeah. If I do five or six mock drafts and I draft all different players, the probability of me getting one of those guys goes up, right? So like, <laughs> so. it's like filling out fifteen brackets for March. Exactly, Madness. you got to have at least one Final Four team. Which, by the way, I did like three brackets, zero Final Four teams. So yeah, what do you? Wow, mean? I got I got one. Who'd you get, San Diego State or UConn? Yeah, San Diego State was the only Final yeah. Four team I got correct. The other three teams, I had two of them out in the first round and the other one out in the second round. So what pisses me off is that I had Memphis in the Final Four and Memphis lost to FAU in the first round. I'm like, that's the that was the path. I, I laid out the was path. Like, it was just the wrong freaking team. Controversial, it was a controversial yeah. ending, too. Memphis very much, they, they could have won that right, game. Right. And they would have had the same path, <laughs> and I think they could have done it. So, but, you know, what are you going to do? So, yeah. uh, dark blue gold, you cannot do the, to the poll in three years. No, that's no, you can't not when no, sorry, but yes, he's right. Cause who knows how good yeah. they're going to be. Right. So, and hello, Thad. Thanks for coming through. Appreciate you, sir. Uh, he came in right as we were wrapping up. He did. Up. He did. Perfect timing as always, but we appreciate you coming. Um, <laughs> go back and uh, start much. at the beginning. Yeah. That's all he's got to do. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, we're not done yet. Anyways, we got, we do have one more segment oh, to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we will, uh, and then we'll go from there. So we'll get we'll get these out to you. We'll have you vote on them, um, and then kind of go from there. It'll be fun. So, all right, last segment. Here we go. And now for something we think you'll really like. This week in sports history. All right, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Yeah, I can go. Let's do it. I'm we're st I'm staying in the college basketball. Of course room. you are. It's March, love it. So we're doing it. Today is the anniversary, March 30th, of the Virginia-Purdue game to advance to the Final Four back in 2019. This is the game where, I'm trying to remember the sequence events, of events correctly, it was Virginia was down, like missed a free throw, ball ends up going back into the half court, somebody gets it, they throw it, and then somebody like tips it in to tie the game at the buzzer. It was a wild Incredible. sequence at the end, and it ended up saving Virginia. They ended up winning the national championship that season, which I got correct that year. It's one of the only times I've gotten the look national championship. See, correct. look at you. Yeah. So this was a, a wild game, and yeah, it's on the day. So I figured it was an appropriate appropriate piece of trip i like it i like it what's interesting go, about go rewatch those highlights too if you yeah it's seen wild this game or if you'd like to yeah it's insane well what's interesting about that is that they had lost the year before to a 16 team the first number one seed to ever lose to a 16 seed the year before BC. and then come back and win the championship the very next year is pretty cool so um so that's awesome 
All right, so mine is actually for tomorrow. It is for March 31st, and it's March 31st, 1909, when the National Baseball Commission rules that players who jump contracts need to be suspended for five years and players joining outlaw organizations to be suspended for three years. I mean, just imagine, <laughs> imagine that, like, you can't leave where you are, and if you do, you're suspended for five years. And like, you know, there was all sorts of other things popping up, right? So this was their way of saying, no, 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 you're sticking with us. You're not leaving us. I know there's a bunch of other leagues popping up, but you're playing with our league or you're not playing for us ever again, basically, right? So um, this was them kind of lying in the sand, which I thought was, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, That's a nice, that's a cool piece of trivia, right? So, and also on March 31st, 1973, Bobby Orr. Scores his third hat trick at, in a seven. Look in the chat, pass seven three loss. Oh wait, what? <laughs> Dark blue gold got it. He's got it. Dark blue gold. I think beat he did beat me it. to it. Hundred percent. Bobby Orr scores his third career hat trick. Seven three loss. Scored all three goals. Uh, first player in NHL history to score hundred points for four straight seasons. Four straight seasons as a defenseman scored hundred points for four straight seasons. That's absolutely outrageous. Uh, oh, Dark Blue Gold claims he has a better stat. Apparently, that one wasn't good enough. I I came up with that one too, so that he what that wasn't good enough. So let's see what he's Dark got. Blue Gold is coming for your he spot is. on the show. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, no, that's a good one too. Oh, Bobby Orr one's good. There we go. Here we go. All right, March thirtieth, nineteen ninety three. Peanuts comic strip character Charlie Brown hit a game winning home run, his first for forty three years. How about that? Look at that. I like that one. That's good. So uh, always good to get the get a little Charlie Brown trivia in there. I like that. So, that. all right, that's it. That's it. First first stream on PNN. Uh, we appreciate you guys coming through. Thank you. And again, if you're listening in podcast form, nothing's changed for you. It's like you don't even know. You're like, what do you mean? Yeah. What's this PNN stuff? You know. But um, if you're listening on the podcast, you should come over. That's true. The, hang out with us. It's a great point. Hang out with us. And again, as I said, if you've gotten all this way, you might I might as well tell you again. Uh, we do have a uh, we are going to have a contest that will be and the winner will be announced during the live stream. Um, yeah. And so you're going to have to be subscribed. Our, our NFL draft live stream. Yes, sorry. During the NFL draft live stream, <laughs> you'll have to be subscribed to the YouTube channel uh, or Twitch channel, and you'll have to be on the live stream in order to win. So yeah. uh, we'll pick someone. We gotta, we're going to have a nice little giveaway. Yeah. It's going to yeah, be, it'll be fun. Time, it'll be fun. So we have that one. We're going to do a few. We're going to do a few giveaways, um, you know, this year, but, but the, uh, the draft one will be fun. So we'll go from there. So anyways, that's what we got. Thanks for coming through guys. Really appreciate it. And, uh, and we will talk to you next week. If not sooner. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll trade for Lamar Jackson. Maybe they'll trade for Jerry Judy. Maybe who knows, right? Maybe, maybe, if you listen to the Boston media, maybe Robert Kraft will fire Bill Belichick. You never know. Many are saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Foolish. Yeah, the, the fact that we didn't even talk about that tells it's you what just, we think it's about It's so <laughs> incredibly stupid. It just It's so stupid. The fact that, you know, Kraft will get rid of Belichick is so dumb. And, like, you know, people are like, well, you know, all the old coaches, right, they all went down and they all got fired. Like, you know, Don Shula, everyone wants to point to Shula. I'm like, Shula? Shula hadn't won a Super Bowl in like 30 years. Like, what are we talking about? Like, it doesn't, yeah. it's, it's, it's apples to oranges. 
and we also just don't know the future. Like, how about we just let it play out and see what happens? Right. I mean, right. what'll happen is what's going to happen. And I don't think Kraft or Belichick are going to be swayed by the media. I mean, we know these guys. How long have we been following this right. team now? At what point did we start to think Bill Belichick was going to be swayed by the media about this yeah. stuff? Like, it's, just, it's silly. What's going to happen is what's going to happen. It's going to be based on the performance on the field. And we're going to go from there. Yep. We have no control or say. Agreed. So, Agreed. And that's it's not worth, you know, and it's like, well, and Felger today was like, well, I, I've been saying for 10 years that he might get rid of him. I'm like, bro, you can't take a victory lap. First of all, you can't take a victory lap. Number one, because it hasn't happened yet. Number two, you've been saying it for 10 years. You can't take a victory lap yeah. after saying it for 10 years. You've been wrong for 10 straight years. man. like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know? So they, they, yeah, there's a world where Kraft fires Belichick. Yeah. We'll get that. We cross that bridge if we get there. If it gets to that point, I don't think it would be surprising. Right. I don't think we'd be debating. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Dark Blue had a question about the uh, the fit. I will say those new Nike jerseys are definitely fit tighter. I feel like than the old Reebok jerseys. Yeah. I think you're probably right that the large fits about the same as the medium. Um, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. I think I actually have a large Nike and a medium Reebok in my closet. So look at right that. Now. How about that? So, and definitely, I'm, I think, I think they're about, I will say like, you know, so I have, I think my Jersey is a large, but I have like an extra large Reebok and it's like way bigger than the extra large Nike. So, Oh um, yeah. The Reeboks are like the, the Reebok Jersey that I still have in my closet that I will wear occasionally around the house for Pat's games. I got when I was in middle school. Yeah. And it's it has fit me since, and not just that. that I feel like it was always it was also way more comfortable. So, but you know, I see. I like. I think they're the old Reebok ones are probably more comfortable, but I think the Nike ones look so much better. Yeah, because you can wear like a Nike one with like a t shirt under it. You can't. Really it's a great point. That that's a good point. That's a good point. So, yeah. Well, uh, oh, Thad. While, while we're talking, wait. Wait, oh, Dad says he's going to get rid of his Jono jersey. If you bought it within the last year and have your receipt still, they will give you 25% back towards another jersey. I don't know if you bought it within the last year, but if you did um, and you have your receipt, they'll give you 25% back. Anyways, continue. Yeah. Uh, and we're talking jerseys. What's his face? Juju Smith Schuster's jersey number may have leaked. They have him. They're selling his jersey on the Patriots store now wearing number seven. Which is interesting. Yeah. Which. Because he said he'd take 19. So, yeah, which I thought 19, you know, but then again, you know, 19 might be, uh, might be retired, you know, I mean, for, uh, oh, crap, Malcolm I Mitchell. ruined my joke. Damn it. Who is the, uh, who is the guy that Brady beat out for the backup spot who came in to be the Damon, Heward. Damon Heward? That's it. Thank you. There's my joke. Yes. No, 19 might retire for Damon <laughs> Heward. See, it was so much, it was so, it would have been so much better if I, had, if I had actually hit it at the right time. But, you know, what do you got to do? Uh, yes. What is... <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what uh, that number ends up being. But I don't, I don't want to hit seven for yeah. a little nice little single digit. Oh, and number zero is legal now. Sounds like Jack Jones wants it. Uh, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. Unless see, I still, I, I kind of love thirteen for Jack Jones. I'm not gonna it lie. It looks cool. Unlucky, no, unlucky number thirteen. Yeah. Like he's the quarterback's unlucky right. uh, target. Right. I love. That. I do he's too. Pick guy. I do too. Well, hey, listen. If Christian Gonzalez dropped to fourteen. They might have to duke it out, right? And maybe Jack Jones stays at 13 after all. So you never know. Uh, Thad bought it two years ago. You're up a creek, sir. Nothing I can do. Nothing they'll do for you, you might have if to it's hope, two years old. Hope somebody else wears 81 and you can uh, tape over. Well, it. you know what they actually will do? If you go down to the pro shop, they will actually take the panel off and replace it with a different name if someone else wears 81. 
Okay. So they could, they would do that for you. I mean, it's kind of a pain, but they will yeah. do it. So, um, I don't know what the cost is. I feel like it's not, it's probably cost prohibitive so that people won't do it, but you know, it's going to be cheaper than buying a new Jersey. We also don't know if he lives close enough to the pro shop to make that. That's happen, also a great so. point. That's also a great point. I live right down the street. So I think yeah. I, you know, I, sometimes I'm like, ah, you, you can just go to the pro shop. It's easy, you know? So, uh, and dark blue gold said he's going to be in New York city for, uh, for Christmas Eve, uh, or for Christmas, I should say oh, Christmas and new year's. That'd be interesting. Hey, listen, if yeah. it's a Patriots game, that week, and it's in Foxborough. You gotta come, man. You got You gotta make oh, the trip yeah. down. I'll have you to my tailgate. Yeah. It'll be. It'll be a great time. It'll be a great time. Oh yeah. Oh, and it's if you're gonna be in New York City too. I live here in New York, so if you are looking for tips on things to do or places to eat, do not be shy to reach out. Send me a DM, and I will uh, love it. I'll respond with some some suggestions if you're looking for anything. Love it. Friends helping friends. Love to see it. Absolutely. All right. There's a lot of places to eat in New York City. You're not gonna get a bad meal. Yeah. Yep. Very good point. So, all right, everyone, thank you very much for, uh, for watching, for listening, for commenting, and we appreciate you. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you soon.